Everything that has to do with nerd culture. Today it's Boyd and I, and we're going to take a journey through The Last of Us together, arm in arm, and see what hand we come hand. out with. Hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> we're like a double barreled shotgun pointed at the oh very my. craniums of the infected. Boyd, how's it going? <laughs> I was fine until you went into sniper mode with these uh these floral based zombies. Um yeah, man, I am good and I am ready to talk about a really really good show for a video game I have not seen or played rather. Yeah, man, me too. Well, I'll be uh helping out Boyd here today. Uh, once again, it's Steve Woods, and uh, joined by our very awesome super producer, Boyd. And man, I can't wait to just jump right in here. Now, you you just brought up something. You didn't play the video game. That is correct. Like, I yeah. had, most like most people who got a PS4, I got the free um, remastered version, I should say, or whatever version they released of the PS3 game on PS4. Okay. Played the intro and then a little bit of the beginning. That's it. Mm. That's as far as like mm. me playing the game had went. Well, but for me, man, it's kind like... of the kind of the same, right? Because I watched the homie Rob play it for maybe like a half hour, and uh, mm-hmm. it looked cool and everything. It's just not, you know, I I haven't owned a PlayStation uh, since PlayStation Two. Even though you know, I want a PlayStation Five, but. That thing gone. That thing was gone that week, bro. So <laughs> you got rid of that with the quickness. It's like yeah. I did. I did. I did. So yeah, I mean, uh, the game looks great, but it's all about this this TV show now on HBO Max. So let's talk about it, man. So that very first episode sets up this story, and what a heartbreaker! Is it's devastating, but so before we get into that, the episode opens with like a Mad Men style panel where scientists are reflecting on mutations and everything. Okay. And they right, right. are about talking about, yeah, they're talking about how certain mutations that can happen in nature, if they ever happen in humanity, would pretty much cause an apocalypse, right. which is very, very eerie. So then, that's when we jump to, um, at that point, 2003. So, you know, we're talking like post 9-11, like, are they in Texas? Yeah, or um, Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah. So, you have our protagonist, Joel. 
and he is with his daughter Sarah, and it's pretty much character building at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So you get introduced to what you feel are going to be your main characters. Now, anybody that has played the game knows what's going to happen, but if you're just watching the game, you're just entry. Like, where is this going? Well, like you were saying, Steve, it's like if you are not familiar with this part in the game, which is literally the beginning, you are in for a heartbreaker. You want to. Mm walk the fans through exactly what goes on. Yeah, man. So, man, it's just tough. So we joined Joel and his daughter living their life. His, her name was Sarah. We, they're living their life and, you know, loving their neighbors and working hard and going to classes and doing all those things that uh, all those good Texas folk do. And literally out of nowhere, overnight chaos ensues because people are being are just going crazy and attacking others, and nobody really knows why. And uh, yeah, it does not end well for Joel and his family. He's split apart from his brother, and his daughter is killed by uh, a U.S. soldier. Um. Not not a good start. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was very emotional for me. I knew nothing, Boyd. I knew nothing, and that was horrible. Because you know what I thought? I thought we we're gonna Walking Dead this thing, oh, and it was yeah, gonna be I, I could... it was gonna be Rick and Coral, you know, till the till the bitter end or somewhat bitter end. But uh, no, they just came right out and told you they don't care about your feelings, man. Right. And I know, I think LT on last week's episode said that that was his problem is he got big Walking Dead vibes from the show. Mm. And I can understand that. But in watching the show, I think this does, especially from episode one, what The Walking Dead should have done. Which The Walking Dead is initially a drama about people that just happens to be set in the apocalypse. To me, this is a story that is about people who are trying to be normal during an apocalypse if that makes Mm. sense you know yeah yeah as we dig a little deeper we'll see that kind of happening right yeah yeah. man um oh that that first episode was rough but i'm gonna tell you something that that old lady was suspect from the beginning i seen it in her (laughs) I seen it. <laughs> Is it because she kept trying to make raisin cookies? <laughs> First of all, who who in their right mind? <laughs> oh man! And, and Sarah's like, "Can we put some chocolate chocolate chips?" And like, Can we do no. the right thing here? Can we do? We only right? do raisins, kid. <laughs> raisins are get out. Oh man. <laughs> So episode two takes us 20 years later to Boston. And here's here's what's funny, right? The only thing I was thinking of was Road Trip. That movie, <laughs> Tom Green, Austin, Boston, Boston, Austin. You yes. cut that out. <laughs> you, you're, you're referencing Tom Green in the last episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought it was really weird that that's what happened. I'm like, that's that's road trip. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yes, so, sir. Yeah, we're, so, we're in. Oh, go ahead. So episode two takes us to a quarantine zone in Boston. Just like you said, man, it's them trying to be normal. This ain't normal. At all. And while we are watching people trying to be normal, we are cut to a scene where a child, she, I think she's a teenager, of course, is pretty much being handcuffed to a radiator. And we're yeah. introduced to, um, I think we introduced to Marlene before we were introduced to Tess. And she's pretty much has this child in her custody. They don't look like they're abusing the child, who we find out to be Ellie. But they're pretty much holding her just so she doesn't get out and nobody can, like, hurt her or something like that. Now, Marlene played Marlene in the – the actress that plays Marlene in the show played Marlene in the game. Is that correct? I believe so. I think she's the only person – yeah. That's deep. While there are a lot of people who guest on the show, Mm -hmm. I think she's the only one who plays her counterpart in the – from the game to the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, uh – Ellie's a firecracker, buddy. Oh yeah, she's a she's a little angsty teen, you know. She's very she's your prototypical teenager where it's like, yeah, blah blah blah. She's snarky and everything. And to we find out later why she's like that. But here, when you're introduced to her, you're like, well, what is so important about this child? Mm-hmm. Well, towards the end of the episode, you find out that she is what they see to be immune from the infection, the zombie infection. And the idea is now that Joel, who the entire time is trying to get a car battery, right? For, I guess, him and Tess to get out of Boston. Mm -hmm. And go see his brother somewhere. Go find his brother. Yeah. Um, After all that goes awry, this becomes the only way he can get a new car battery to go find his brother, he has to now take Ellie to another Firefly uh, zone or QZ zone that they've taken over because there's a doctor there that wants to try to analyze her blood to see that if they can use her immunity as a cure. Right, right. So that sets off the rest of the show, which I believe takes us to... Actually, no. So, episode two, I think, is where they make it actually out of Boston. Yes. And into the next city. Yes. Now, is this where Tess gets This is Tess's end. Bitten? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's Tess's end, and that's, you know, pretty tragic. I really like that actress, too. Yeah. um, That, she is played by... Uh, Anna Worshing. Wasn't she in uh, another HBO series? Um, Leftovers. She, was she in Leftovers? Is that her? Is, I, that, is that who I'm thinking of? Anyway, that uh, was a good show, too. Yeah. It was kind of about the <laughs> apocalypse, end of the world. Uh, yeah, really weird show. It was, like a, it was like a blip where everybody was just gone. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but um, anyways, yeah, so... Unfortunately, she meets her end, and now it's up to the video game's main protagonist of Ellie and Joel to trek through and make it to the rendezvous point so we can see about, you know, getting a cure made. Yes. yes. Now, 
Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Episode three. Oh, man. This is where it <laughs> completely diverges from The Walking Dead. Yes, absolutely agree. This is this is uh, humanity at its best in episode three during what is a uh, an apocalyptic time, and we find uh, a survivor that could not wait <laughs> for the apocalypse. My man was the doomsday prepper, <laughs> yes, the to the point where he sees people being rounded up. And he's looking from what, his basement. Yeah, it's like a camera system. I think he was watching it all. And, yeah, yeah. And it's like once he sees them pull off, he's like, "All right, they're gone. Let me give them a couple more minutes. Time to get stuff started." And he does not hesitate no. putting up a fence around an entire neighborhood, verifying where he can get supplies and everything, and where to stock up. And he does this built a defensive believe, perimeter around this town. <laughs> Dude, this man says in four years, because yeah. they uh, they go back to two thousand three, and then we jump to two thousand seven. Yeah. Now this episode has a lot of jumps, but I believe they're done very very well. Yeah, yeah. because you automatically assume it's business as usual inside those jumps. You know, maybe right. they get some infected around. They dispatch of them quickly, but here's the here's the thing. He actually finds love amongst the uh, infected. It <laughs> just kind of <laughs> like a, like like someone happens upon his his town, and he thinks them hostile at first. But then, you know, two people in a in a situation together, they just kind of fall in love. It's a pretty awesome episode, man. Very so we very say, different. Uh, the character we're referencing right now is Bill, yeah. played by Nick Offerman. Awesome. Um, which, if you don't know who Nick Offerman is, I'm not sure what rock you've been hiding under, but we're just <laughs> referencing from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me say this about but, about this character: it's 100 mm-hmm. percent uh, Ron Swanson. Absolutely, absolutely, to the point where it's like you can tell before the apocalypse, this dude was totally a libertarian. Yes, that was 100 <laughs> percent. Like all day, 100 percent. <laughs> which makes his meeting with Frank even not stranger, but it makes Bill make more sense. Yeah. So yeah. Frank stumbles upon Bill's, let's call it a compound, because it's a compound. It's a compound, yeah. And <laughs> he has it to a point where he has set up a fence around it and several traps that either the infected will fall into and just kind of sit there or people will fall into it and then he can handle take care of them dispatch from that standpoint yes yeah (laughs) so he he comes upon frank frank pretty much likes let's just say he sweet talked his way out of not getting shot um into the house and while bill is apprehensive at first he eventually lets him in um we cut to you know him allowing um frank to clean up and everything Mm -hmm. and him sharing his, I'm not going to say rations, because this is like, he is just cooking at this point, Bill is. He sees the piano, and he hops on and he starts playing a song. Well, then, Bill goes, and he's like, you're not playing it right. And he plays the song with so much emotion yes. that you can tell that this doomsday prepper is pretty much just 
repressed at this point. Yes. And he's never really shown any proper emotion to anyone. And Frank goes, well, who's the girl? Yeah. And Bill goes, there's no girl. girl. And Frank goes, I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And from there, after they, let's just say, become uh, formally introduced, they build Mm. this relationship over the next few years to the point where, you know, Bill, who is slightly older than Frank, is um, he's pretty much trying to be kept in shape by Frank. Um, they're having normal <laughs> couples great. issues. Yeah, yeah, man. It was so normal. <laughs> like in the middle of an apocalypse when there's no one else, just the two of you. Why are you bickering <laughs> about, you know, things like... <laughs> It's great. Like it's you, great. you could have played the up music during this part, and it wouldn't have been out of place. Yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> so this, like, this, was, this episode like... was just so huge to me because it, you know, uh, it, it also showed the relationship that Bill had with Tess and Joel, mm-hmm. and how that thing kind of developed over time, and how it was uh, contentious at first, but then just turned into, you know. Not well, Bill would never call it friends with Joel, but we know right. exactly what that was. It was 100%. Joel, you're our best friend. Well, the line that got me was like, no matter what you do, people are going to come, and they're not going to come when you expect it. Yeah, they're going to come at night and they're going to come heavy. And yeah. while you don't think you would get that scene, you get it, and it is as. Yeah. Anxiety inducing as you think it is, because you think, oh, well, this is where it ends for Bill or this is where it ends for no. Frank. But it's like, no, mm-hmm. they they get through this because this is normality. People are going to come for your resources and you have to protect yourself. And that's what they do. So, you know, yeah, we happen to cut to another few years later. They've both aged and there seems to be they settled in their ways. And, you know, they're they're too crotchety old men at this point. We see that Frank has a some kind of degenerative disease. I don't know if they mentioned it in the show or not, but he's starting to show mm-hmm. signs of whatever the disease is. And he pretty much goes, look, this isn't going to be pretty, and I want to go out on my own terms. So what you're going to do is you're going to take me into town. We're going to get some clothes. We're going to get married. And then I'm going to take a bunch of my pills and I'm going to go to sleep peacefully. While Bill is opposed to it, he initially agrees because, you know, uh, as of the last like 15 years, this is the love of his life. And they've spent this entire time together. So we have a little montage of that. We see them sitting down to the last dinner and we have a parody of the scene from when they first met, which I think was fantastic to the point where he's even like serving him a different way. Then he would. He goes from serving it the way he wants to to serving it the way that Frank likes it. Mm. And he watches uh, Frank. At this point, he's like emptying his bag of pills like he told him to, to give to him. But you can also see on Frank's face, it's like, 
I smell what you did to the wine that you served yes. both of us. He's like, yeah, it's like, I'm older than you. What makes you think I want to go on living without you? <laughs> so it's like, if you get to go out on your own terms, then so do I. And the notebook S ending, and I mean that with all due respect, <laughs> where they kind of just go out together. Yeah. I think was portrayed so well. And keep in mind, I heard that this is not in the game. Like Bill and Frank's relationship is just hinted at to the point where you can either go, oh, well, they are partners or they were partners. Yeah. Kind of thing. But the way they did it in this show. No question. No, no question. question. Just real love. Just love. <laughs> it was great. And the bad thing is, had this have been something that was done on The Walking Dead, you would have had some kind of zombie tension mm -hmm. to where it's like, oh, well, one of them, you know, has gotten bit or, you know, was one of them hiding a secret kind of thing. It's like, no, nah, they they survived people and the infected. And at this point, it's like one's sick and the other one doesn't want to live without him. Yeah. And they, when when Bill and Ellie or sorry, when Joel and Ellie finally get to Bill and Frank's place, Ellie finds the note that is like. Oh, well, there's that. They take Bill's truck and then they head on the road. We rarely get any uh, Joel and Ellie in this episode. Yeah, just just at the very end there where Ellie uh, cops Bill's pistol. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, and that takes us into the... Now, the next two episodes are are pretty much one long episode. You know, they get to, they get to Kansas City and they find that there's some rebels there. And uh, they have dispatched uh, the federal government from the uh, area, which is huge. And they're kind of running their own thing. Um, crazy for these two episodes. We, we, we start to see uh, how lethal Ellie really is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of shocking, right? <laughs> and we also see... A trust form between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, because two. is this where he admits that he's uh, deaf in one ear? Yes. Is it this episode? Yeah. And he, he doesn't say why, but does say that um, he can't hear because uh, somebody shot at him and missed. I think Ellie asks, like, uh, who shot at you? Um, it was like, did they miss? He was like, they missed. Now, I was thinking he was referring to the guy that shot Sarah in the first episode. Sarah, but we find yeah. out that's not he's what he's talking about late in a couple episodes later. But we see that um weakness in Joel's armor right there. But he also was like, um, you shouldn't have had to have done needed to do that. You're still a kid. And it's like, she goes, that's not the first time I've shot a gun. Yes. Which is like, well, what happened to you as a teen? Like, to where I you can't had wait to for them to tell this, this story. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And then Man, we. This, okay. is, this is a heartbreaker for me. Ooh. Like the whole Look, the whole two episodes was just so tragic on both ends. On both you and ends. me both. Yeah. I mean, so, I get I, this rebel leader. Um. Kathleen. Kathleen, who just is relentless in her hunt for who she feels like uh, betrayed her. 
Mm -hmm. And goodness gracious, the the lengths that she goes and the people that she kills just to get to this person and his younger brother are crazy. She controls that whole city. It that was a wild episode for me. That I mean, even outside of like, you know, the infected and things like that, to know that this is probably what would happen. You find one oh, charismatic, absolutely. influential person, and they mm-hmm. take over a city. Yeah. And no matter what you do, even if you believe you're doing what's best for you, it's still going to end out yeah. not as best for everyone else. Yeah. So Kathleen is looking for a guy named Henry. Now, to me, when I hear Henry, I have to think of like an old guy. I actually mm-hmm. thought it was the old guy we saw in the that doctor. Um, flashback. Yeah. yeah. But come to find out, Henry is a guy who ratted out Kathleen's brother, uh, which caused him to be murdered. Yes. Yeah. And he is on the run uh, from her to try to get out. And we're introduced to him and his brother Sam at the end of episode four. In episode five, we are told by Henry that... Sam had gotten sick and he needed medication for Sam's leukemia. And the only way that he could get it is if he traded in Kathleen's brother, which is like, yeah, homie, I I understand, you know, it's, do you let your little brother perish or do you give up, you know, this leader of this rebel group? Was it right? I, I I don't know, but I I completely sympathize with Henry at this point. <laughs> right, right. What what whatever the thing was, you know, I'm sure that he was scared for him and his and his brother, and didn't see a way around it. Whatever it was, it's just what a tragic end. So oh. towards the end of this episode, we see just something that they'd been hinting at throughout. Right. And we see Ellie's bond grow with Sam. And, you know, because that's the only other kid that she's been around for how long? How long? Mm -hmm. You know, like this is. (laughs) And so we see that bond grow. And they're hinting at all of these infected being corralled underground by Fedra. And we soon find out that that was true. During an accident, while, well, I'll tell you, man. Kathleen's rebels, they just closed in on Joel and the kids. Boxed them in with the quickness. Yeah, so quick. And we see Ellie trying to, on the ground there, trying to help Sam and uh, Henry. While Joel takes up a sniper position and is protecting all three. (laughs) Incredible. I love that scene, man. Fantastic. It. Had if that is a point in the game, that probably has to be one of the most like anxiety inducing points but in clenching. the game. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just like oh, nope, nope, gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep them all. And you can see how that game, that section of the game, kind of plays out. I'm, I'm hoping that it was pretty accurate, even down to Ellie escaping through a small hole, which I feel like she probably does a lot in the game. 
You know (laughs) what I mean? So I feel like that that probably happens. Uh, We later find out that she has been bitten again. And so has Sam. Their five minute bonding here set up my feeling to be hurt. Man. So quickly. (laughs) To the point where she... So Sam is... Um, non-speaking in depth at this point. So they're communicating to him via sign language and his little talking board. And she goes, my blood is magic, cuts her hand and kind of wipes it on his wound to see if it works. He asks, will you stay up with me? You know, just in case it doesn't work. And she goes, sure. Well, like a kid, she nods off and she wakes up and she sees him just sitting on the edge of the bed. At that moment, you already know what she doesn't, or not even that she doesn't, what she's hoping didn't happen. What she is. And and again, later in the show, you find out why she's just looking at him like that. And when she goes over to kind of wake him up, he's turned. Yeah. And it ensues a brawl to the next room. Mm And, of course, we know she can't, you know, she she's immune, but Henry doesn't know. So, Henry sees his brother wrestling with Ellie while Joel's in the corner. And Joel is just like, what are you doing? Don't, you know, shoot her. And Henry's freaking out to the point where he sees Sam lunge and he immediately just reacts. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> So he reacts and he shoots his little brother. And immediately, as soon as he does it, has instant regrets. And doesn't know what to do. And who is that what actor, do, Steve? bro? <laughs> who is that he, actor, man? Because he ah mm, sold. So that is sold. That is Lamar Johnson from The Hate You Give. Okay. So he's he's used to drama. And man, he plays this next part with just panache. Who <laughs> boy. I mean, he looked shocked. He looked like he shocked himself at that point. And that's when he turns the gun back on Joel because he's like, what just happened? It was almost like it wasn't. It wasn't voluntary. But then he turns the gun on himself. So literally these characters that we just met that we have it's it's very Game of Thrones only without like the dragons and incest. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. <laughs> Right. I these characters <laughs> These characters you've just met for an episode and a half, you've gotten their backstory and you want to see them succeed, only for them to be gone in less than an hour. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, right? Because we got connected quick. That just goes to the writing and the and the acting there, man. Definitely deep. And we can see that hurt all over Joel and Ellie at the end of this episode. Uh, they bury them both very respectfully and move on. <laughs> and that's all they can that's do. That's all they can do. That's all they can do, man. So now that they've buried Henry and Sam, they come into what I refer to as the luck sack episode yeah. because... <laughs> They just happen to stumble upon a group of people that 
is outside of Wyoming. And who is part of this compound? No, not even compound. Let's just say it's a thriving city. Community. Community. And they're they're very communal. Everything it's, it's is a village working. that's not yet a town. Yeah. Right. Um, they meet Tommy, hey, of all people. Brother Tommy. Um, living his life. And, like it's golden. Yeah. He's like settled in. Um, I think they said they rerouted uh, power from the dam. They got the dam working. Mm-hmm. Once they got the electricity working, everything else kind of fell into place. And unlike every community in The Walking Dead where it's like, oh, you know, there's something dark happening in this community. No, not the case. Just yeah, normal people trying to go about their doing day. whole lives, doing whole lives to the point where Tommy everybody's is, wearing a uh, nice sweater. Uh, everybody eating, getting married, making <laughs> yeah, babies. Yeah. <laughs> Wild you <know>. man. Wild. <laughs> so this is a a very like domestic episode, mm-hmm. and again, there's no like cheat of zombies. In this one, there's no, no. oh well, who's bid? Who's gonna? We've gotten our bidding episode out the way. Yeah. Now we're we're getting back to the goal. Yeah. And we find out that while Joel has been out being Joel, Tommy has decided to not do that and kind of just not do that anymore. Settle. Yeah. 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 Just relax because he has found something to live for, which Joel is just like, well. I did have something to live for, but I also wanted my brother back. Yeah. And now he's lost his partner in Tess, and it doesn't seem like he's getting his brother back. Right, right. Man, I'll, t- I'll tell you, this episode did something. Like, you didn't see a, a, a gun. You didn't see nobody get stabbed. You didn't see any of that. It was just them getting along. Now, here's what I, here's what I think. If we see this character again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we will come to know that old habits don't die easily. Right. And he he can still be about that business. If we see him again, like in defense of what he's built with those people, I bet he can get busy. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not sure. So I didn't play one or two. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if who comes back in two. Yeah. And I don't even know if season two is going to be the second game or not the way they set it up i think it is mm. but yeah it, yeah i'm, I'm completely of... in the dark too man i like it like that i'm good yeah <laughs> yes i'm good so while uh some not necessarily secrets but some more information comes out about who joel is and why joel is the way he is um and he tries to pass off the task of Move, uh, sending Ellie up to the Fireflies mm-hmm. because technically his goal was to find his brother. Yeah, and he did that. Mm-hmm. And now that he figures out his brother doesn't want anything to do with him, well, not he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't want anything to do with him. He doesn't want to go back to the life he had after the yeah uh, apocalypse, but before he met Maria. Yeah, like he doesn't want to do that anymore. Um. Joel tries to uh, have Tommy take Ellie um, to that camp to where they need to get to, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." But of course, Joel ends up doing it because that's conflict. The main character. I mean, he was yeah. seriously conflicted. Like, I, 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 
I care for her, but I think I care too much. That's the vibe I was getting. Like he was, he was falling for just the relationship that they had. And he didn't want to go through possibly losing her again. I could see that. Right. And then those last two episodes really detail that. You know, I think their bond gets solidified at the end of this episode where they, no, this isn't the episode with like odd animals and stuff. This is the one before Mm -hmm. that. This is the end of this episode is where they go into an abandoned, it's like Fedra zone. Uh, So it's an abandoned QZ. And they're just looking for supplies at this point. Well, they come up to what we think are raiders or whatever, because we never see these characters. We just see humans with weapons. And Joel kills a guy, yeah, but is also stabbed. Yeah. So now our attention at the end of this episode and the beginning of the next episode is, well, is Joel going to make it? Well, she tries her best to stitch him up, but of course they need to clear the infection. Yeah. Because he, he looks like he's going to go into shock. Yeah. So they leave well, us hanging. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, you want to tell us about this next set of people in this episode? <laughs> Which one was that? Was that the... Are we talking about the the, the one with Ellie and her... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was... So that's what I was, I was saying. They leave us hanging, episode, dude. Yeah. Because we skip... A, we, we go back in time to when Ellie was in the Fedra uh, school and mm-hmm. we find that she has a friend there. And I think this is where they were talking about <laughs> Ellie oh. sh- firing a weapon. All right. Yeah. Her and her friend so, so... just kind of hang out and her friend has joined the fireflies, which is against every sensibility that Ellie has. But they still enjoy time together. They go to a mall, do some kid stuff, play some Mortal Kombat. Like, they're on it. So, yeah, her her friend portrayed by... uh, Her friend Riley, who is portrayed uh, portrayed by Storm Reed, Mm -hmm. who honestly gets better every time I see this kid. Yeah, buddy. They... There's clearly some, like, liking between the two of them. And they literally just have, like, a, a teen's day at the mall. It's best you could say yeah. it. They play, they play video games. They go to horror stores. And it's like, well, you don't have to worry. There's nothing in this mall. Nothing's going to hurt us. Let's just have fun. And Riley the entire time is trying to get Ellie to leave um, the Fedra base and go with her to join the Fireflies, mm-hmm. right? Well, after they're done having um, teen time, we do cut to Chekhov's infected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have an argument about what the Fireflies are about. Are they terrorists? You know, it's it's, it's rebels versus uh, the Empire kind of thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who, whose side are you on? Best who's said. right? Who's wrong? That's said, yes. <laughs> um, and... So there's like weapons about and everything, guns, pipe bombs, whatever she's making at the time. Just a stash, and, boy. Just a stash. Uh, they have a disagreement. They come back together and then they have a knowingly embrace mm-hmm. that is like, we saw it happen before y'all did. Yes. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> 
And unfortunately, they are attacked by one of the infected. And both of them show that they have been bitten. Mm -hmm. Well, normally in a zombie show, you would show either one or both of them turning. Well, we know mm -hmm. that Ellie is immune, but Ellie doesn't know. We that don't yet. get yeah. Ellie doesn't know it, and we don't see Riley turn. Nope. So it still leaves you in the dark about is this the gun that Ellie had to fire? Because if so, that just has to hurt twice as much. Oh man! Just it happened. It happened off screen, bruh. That's the. That's the clincher for me. And honestly, we don't need to see it. We we know what happened. We know who came out. Oh, of absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's some of the best show don't tell that you'll get from TV. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, and then that next episode picks us right back up. Where the previous episode left off with Joel laying in the snow and Ellie trying to care for him. And boy, oh boy, does business pick up here, man. <laughs> business in the weirdest way. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, so Ellie, still tending to Joel, goes out and tries to find some food, hunts a deer on it, on it, on it. <laughs> Uh, there's like a uh, in part of one of the episodes Joel is showing Ellie how to shoot and she literally this is the episode where we see her putting those skills in yeah. you know gets a buck like an eight point big old buck Man, how is she going to handle that how is she going to drag that what what was going to happen here what was she going <laughs> to do she was <laughs> she, she was going to struggle her way back to their hideout what's up man well, she happens upon uh, two people that we find out later are pretty dastardly. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> dastardly is a polite way of playing. <laughs> um, yeah, those two folks, they uh, are what appeared to be a cult right from the beginning. And we find out that Joel killed one of the, uh, one of the cult members' uh, fathers during that scuffle and he was, when he was stabbed. And, uh, yeah, they're looking for revenge. So they're out to hunt Joel. They tell, they tell Ellie that they're not, they lie to her, uh, take her hostage. And then the search for Joel continues. And, uh, Ellie, before she was taken by these, these cult fanatics, lets Joel know while he's sick and, and injured that, uh, they're coming for him. And he needs to kill everybody that comes in there. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and uh, to, through Ju true Joel fashion, he 100% is able to accomplish all of that and more. <laughs> he stabbed a man in his kneecap. Oh, bruh. He said he was going to pop his kneecap off. I That hurt me. <laughs> I will pop your kneecap off. Off. Not out. No, off. off. Man. <laughs> Joel is wild. He is like a oh, feral predator. Do not come for Joel. 
Now, can you imagine if we had a flashback with peak Joel just going through John wicking his way through the apocalypse at orders from Tess? Yes. Just. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. It's out there. It happened. We just didn't get to see it. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Joel could be a guest character in Mortal Kombat 12 and I would not. 100. Oh, man. You done did it now. Like one of his special <laughs> moves is Ellie rolling out with a double barrel like clack, clack. <laughs> <laughs> clack, clack. <laughs> oh man uh, or with a switchblade like stab 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 <laughs> no with the meat cleaver she's oh, in this episode oh man oh man look this episode really got me first of all do you know that I knew what they were eating before they said it 100 absolutely I'm like they just ate that absolutely. little girl's daddy mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> they just all ate that little girl's dad. Like, y'all are eating swell. Y'all are thick out here. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and they go, what's that? Venison? I'm like. No, it ain't. Y'all are already talking about how y'all ain't got no food. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that little girl deity. <laughs> so, so that is ultimately revealed during uh, an interrogation of Ellie where she sees an ear on the floor. <laughs> and they and she realized that they've been cutting up people to feed this community of uh of cult followers. Now, um here's here's where we didn't know that Ellie was a feral bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> right? In captivity, she lures this man's disgusting tendency to do whatever he does with his cult followers that are young oh my god that are young and women and uh in custody in his face lures him in and breaks his finger boy (laughs) could and all the while talking about joel's gonna come for you oh yeah she knew (laughs) <laughs> he already knew and while she's planning her escape he acts as fast as a man with creepy tendencies can yeah yeah and again Chekhov's meat cleaver she goes what'd you say full feral Bob yes. she goes <laughs> she goes cocaine puma on this yes. man yeah and you do not blame her one bit first of all, she killed this man with a, killed a man with a meat cleaver, got mm-hmm. away while being shot at, burns down mm-hmm. a building, and then mm-hmm. beats a man to death with the sharp ev- edge of that meat cleaver, and escapes, only to run into Joel's arms because he was right on her heels. Mm-hmm. And wow. at that point, it's like. Joel was going to do everything to go and protect her, only to find out she's pretty good at protecting herself if need be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that we're we're, we're headed into the the final episode now, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I, love I, how this, the is, di- <laughs> this episode is called "Look for the Light." This is the episode I call. F around and find out because that's exactly what happens here. They finally make it to this firefly camp. 
right? Mm-hmm. And he's able to turn Ellie over to this these doctors, and uh, and they're going to start this procedure. And Joel finds out what was her name? Uh, Marlene through Marlene, who is already at this Firefly camp, and who meets him there, and she's shocked to see that they have made it. And she lets Joel know, like, hey, um, thanks for bringing her. The doctor here is going to uh, open up her brain and try to get to the source and try to find out what we can do to to find a cure. That does not sit well with our friend Joel. It does not. And to jump a little bit back to the beginning of this episode, Joel is acting like the dad who is trying to get you to talk about what just happened because he knows something's not right. Yeah. He's asking for jokes, Mm -hmm. talking to her more and more. He he's very dad like to her to point where he even says, um, I think about picking the guitar back up. You want me to teach you how to play? It's like, this is not Joel from episode one. This is Joel no, actually, I take that back. This is this Joel is Joel from episode. From episode one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, what 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 broke me was the end of the previous episode when he called her baby girl. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I knew it was over for anybody who was coming across him now because he ain't gonna let that happen again, Boyd. Not again, not again. That's why I said hashtag Joel did nothing wrong. Yep. Yep. Right before. They find them and, and knock Joel out. They make a deal to f- see this entire thing through. Joel and Ellie do. And she says, we have come too far. But once we get there, when this is over, we can do whatever yeah. you want. You want to, you know, raise sheep or mm-hmm. which is a callback to the beginning of the show. Whatever you want. That's what we'll do. Yeah. When. He finds out that they put her to sleep and that she's not going to come back out. He's like, absolutely not. And again, when I say goes on a John Wick rampage, it 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 was even it was it was so calm, Boyd. It was so calm and calculated. Like I've never seen a calm murder spree. Just like Inhale, shoot, 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 shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, punch, kick, stab, 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 <laughs> pick up weapon. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's that? Don't shoot me. He puts his weapon down, shoots him, goes about clap, his business. Clap, clap, <laughs> like it was still, and he was just moving through, just moving through. And I would imagine that this section of the game was just high drama. Like you've got to be able to, to feel that here, and I, I one hundred percent did. And when he arrives with Ellie and the doctor performing the procedure, mm-hmm. the doctor says something to the effect of, I'm not going to let you take her. Without a blink, that doctor is Bam. <laughs> Just bam. <laughs> and he rescues Ellie and takes her away. And, and carries her like he was carrying Sarah. Yeah, man. That full circle. It, that's what got me. And he has to lie to her when she's asking. And you can, and I, you can, you can tell he really does not want to, but he also doesn't want to make it seem like, and 
this is no hyperbole that he gave up the world just for her my thing is that that was kind of a right so that's what we're left to think my my thing is this one gonna work anyway thank you oh okay this one gonna work now that we've wrapped that up boyd where are you at? Because that wasn't going to work anyway, bro. S- sir, so <laughs> I've, I've seen so much discourse online where it's like, he took that choice away from her. She would have wanted to save the world. He doesn't know. I'm like, first off, y'all ain't paying attention. They took her and prepped her into surgery. They did not tell her when she was going in that she was coming out. Right. So that, that was lie number one. Lie two, Marlene definitely did not tell her, you know, you're not coming out. She just knows she's having surgery. It's going to help save the world. But there is no guarantee that when they got the cordyceps out of her brain, that any, any cure could have been made to save the rest of the world. So she technically would have died, could have died. For nothing. For not. Yeah, for nothing. And that's kind of where uh, Joel's point of view was like, man, y'all don't know what you're doing. No. That was that Doc's ego. Like, yeah, I can do this. No. No, you can't. No. No. <laughs> the hell you can't. <laughs> uh, we also saw the end of Marlene here. Oh, yeah. And the way that that went down, even though it went down off screen, you know exactly how it went before they showed yeah. it to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's I like... <laughs> she goes, what happened to Marlene? And it just cuts and he's like... He shot her. It's like, well, we knew that. You didn't have to show him. Like, <laughs> you you could have had him go, the Raiders got to her. Yeah. Or no, he actually didn't say or anything. He could have just been like, oh, she stayed with them. You know, they just, they're dispersing. It didn't work. It wasn't going to work. And they've tried it a dozen other times. And they're just gone now. On to the next thing. No. No. I feel. <laughs> and, that, and that, I think, lets you know where Joel is, that they did show it. Because it right. would have been a question in the future. They showed it for a reason. Like, Joel ain't here to play with y'all. Mm-mm. It's like, he's not losing another daughter no. just because no. somebody decided to make a dumb mistake. No, not at all. Not at all. So what What do you, what do you think about this uh, first season of The Last of Us? I have not been invested in a show like this since you guys had me marathon <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> And it's not even to the point where it's like, it hits very, very typical beats for like any sci-fi or like any drama, but it's never done to the point where it's grown inducing. And while it doesn't make me want to go back and play the game, I still think this is probably, if not the best video game adaptation we've had, it is definitely top five because we've gotten some good stuff over the years. You know, we've gotten Sonic, um... We've gotten uh, Arcane. We've gotten Detective Pikachu. We've gotten Castlevania. And it's like, well, people go, well, those are partially animated. So that's a little bit of a cheat. But this being all live action and almost, it's not one-to-one, but it's almost like 60-40 of scenes just pulled from the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I'm not going to say I love it, but I like it to the point where I would hug it and like pat its head. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, how do how do you feel after watching all nine episodes? So for me, um, again, I 
completely invested for after episode one. Didn't know how it was going to go. You never know, right? You might get a Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You never know. <laughs> you never know. So I just, <laughs> from episode to episode, uh, I felt like it kept getting better. Uh, episode Episodes three and episodes eight and nine for me were like the the pinnacle of drama and what a good television show like if you can if you can influence emotion in like what like how they did in episode three where they're where they're showing a relationship outside of time and just building on that relationship like their their end wasn't while tragic it didn't have anything to do with their circumstance correct you know what i mean like it was just like humans doing humans and then you see like a full transition then you skip to episode eight where you see a full transition of a character and you find out more and more about that character's ability in ellie that and then to have episode nine be that full circle man i can't i can't give this this show anything less than a demolition man i'm bordering okay. on video game windscreen but i i i have i i feel like i i had questions about the infected in the last of us anyway mm -hmm. and what like how much we're seeing them which wasn't a lot here no it wasn't a lot but that's okay but i i, I would like that like maybe a balance more i don't know I don't know. I just felt like maybe I'm missing something. And that's the only thing keeping me from video game windscreen here. And that's just I my personal preference. Like, that's that's just yeah. something that I wanted to see. I want to see the gross. You know what I mean? I want to see that. <laughs> I, do, I do. It's just, you know, not that we didn't get any of that. Yeah. We saw a man. You, you want to sprinkle a little more. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I'm, I'm there with you. I. I would give this a high Demolition Man, or even if I go like a low video game windscreen, it's going to be the music from the Demolition Man video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just to get in one more comparison to The Walking Dead, this is nine episodes where every episode, something or a half of something happens that influences the rest of the show. Everything matters, In The right? Walking Dead, yeah. In The Walking Dead, there's so much anime-style filler that you get full, and then when you have big impacts, it hits less. You know, like, I always go back to season two of The Walking Dead, where it's like they're on Herschel's farm looking for one of the kids. Nothing happens the entire season until episode nine, where they find out the kid has been a zombie and has been locked in the barn they're told not to go to the entire time. Which, spoilers for season two of The Walking Dead, but come on now. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. That now that you brought that up, I was shooketh to find out that little girl was in the barn. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see it coming until it was happening, and you know, because the way they filmed it, they did like a POV from the girl's eyes, kind of mm -hmm. lumbering out of the barn, and immediately I was like, "Oh my god, that's Sophia." <laughs> Not gonna lie, before binge culture, yeah, watching this show week to week. That part did get me, especially when you see like Rick's face yes. before he has to be the one to do it. Wild emotion. 
that was like the first right. of its kind for me at least like that's oh, where yeah. it, that's where it all came from like that was the episode where they were like where you were 100 like oh my gosh this show does not care about me the way i thought it should <laughs> like there's no happy right. endings here and then it just got you know just got progressively worse but like what you just said about the anime style just blasting mm-hmm. zombies you're yeah. not getting that here no and that's okay everything's that's very okay. tactical yeah i get that that's okay it's just that you know it's not even a negative man i don't want to come off like i didn't like it because i really really liked it it's just i mm-hmm. just thought there should be a little more of a balance i don't know oh dude no i i can get that uh the scene where kathleen finally boxes henry in and we get that big giant um infected yes. one i forget what he's calling the game Loader or something um, like that yeah like there's a it's similar to the uh the tanks from La- uh left, left for dead, dead yep and i thought we were going to get a real big left for dead scene here and we kind of did mm-hmm. kind of but yeah it wasn't as long as i thought it could have been but i'm also While not very mad cool. yeah I'm also not mad at what we got. So, I, no, I can totally get what you're saying. It's like, needs more this, and it'll be perfect. But for what Don't go too we far, got, though. Don't yeah. go too far. Don't go too far. Don't make it a shooting What, what we got was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't use the uh, unlimited ammo cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I think if we nag LT enough, we can get him to watch it before season two. But if you guys listening are hesitant of watching it because you've played the game and you don't think it's going to hold up or you've seen The Walking Dead and you don't think anything can beat that, which honestly a lot of shows can beat The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. um, I would still recommend if you were not invested by episode three, that's fine. You can, you can walk away from it. But if you are highly invested by episode three, four through nine, do not disappoint. No, no. Well, let me ask you this: Where, where on the Nerd Smash Talk Cast scale do you give this one? Oh, I'm I'm still gonna go with the high demolition ice. Nice. You know, nice. it's it, it's good. Could have been better, but not weak enough to where I always try to catch it before it came on Sunday. Uh, like before the next day. Yeah. Because you know, it comes on Sunday at nine. I don't want the, to the Game of Thrones seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm surprised we didn't get like when Game of Thrones comes out, it's spoilers like five minutes after the right? episode. You didn't over. really get that with this, right? No. And uh, according to HBO Max, everyone was watching. Right. I mean, there were a couple of episodes that eclipsed eight million viewers. So Which I... honestly, eight million, that's like nineties, you know, numbers of people watching, watching a show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good times, man. I'm glad we got together and we're able to get this done because uh, I really wanted to get it out there how much I enjoyed this uh, this season. Oh, man. And I'm glad to talk to you about it because I, I got to talk to somebody about this right. show. Yeah. Right. And LT's all like, mm. eh. <laughs> Exactly. Eh. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might you might have to use a little bit of the force to kind of convince I him. might have to. Might have to get <laughs> Sheev involved. <laughs> use some of the palpatine powers (laughs) all right man well as we close out the episode uh what would you like to plug um so 
normal things, I would like to plug my Twitter at Calabron, uh, K-A-L-A-B-R-O-N-N, or if you look me up under Thelonious Chunk, you will find me eating various uh, things. Yes. Uh, this week, I've got a bunch of Pop-Tarts that I'm getting ready to post, as well as some fancy cereals that I think are really interesting. So, yeah, come check me out there. Will do. I say, where can they find you, Steve? So you can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Steve L Dub. You're gonna find the Nerd Smash Talkcast on Twitter at Nerd Smash underscore TC. You'll be able to find everything that we post on both YouTube and on your favorite streaming service there. So please do keep a lookout for us on our very next episode coming up next week, and we'll see you soon. Holla! Hey, Steve. Do you know diarrhea is genetic? <laughs> no. It runs in your genes. <laughs> All right, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs>